When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Hollywood Pipeline Podcast. I'm Dax Holt, joined by Mr. Adam Glenn out of New York. Hello, my friend. Dude, the weather's changing, but it's uh, it's officially fall in New York City, but uh, it's back to work for me. The summer was good. I got my son in, but the celebrities are coming back to New York right now. We just got done Fashion Week, where I just kept messing with celebrities doing fashion... I, I told you about Fashion Week and that stuff. Oh, yeah. We, we talked all about it. I told everyone they have to follow you on Instagram to see the fashion forward, fashion backwards, or whatever the fashion hell you call it. Backwards. That thing blew up. But now it's getting busy again. The premieres are coming back to New York. I'm running on the streets. The weather's good. Trying to make that money before it gets I, too cold, then I don't want to uh, be out there. But it, it, things have been good. And No, no, no. I like how you just – like you went to Fashion Week instead of, oh, by the way, I was hanging out with Oprah this week. How, how is that not the lead of your entire conversation? Ah, uh, dude. I mean, she's got – do you want to get into this now? No, 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 no. I, I, we're going to get okay. into Oprah a little bit later because I don't want to make our guests wait. But I, I, I have to find out a bunch more because your photo that you took with her is unbelievable, by the way. There's not a lot of photos that you take with people that I'm actually jealous about. That one made me jealous down to my core. It's <laughs> – it's so cool. I mean, listen, it's Oprah. It's not the first time I have. I have like. No, a bunch you have of numerous photos with Oprah. Like, okay, let's just rub it in. Why don't Why don't you? Uh, it's just so good. She's got this aura around her. We'll get into it. I'm excited. Okay, okay, we'll come back to it. Let's get to our guests because I'm sure people are going to know these faces. They have become quite the viral stars on the internet and TV after starring in a nationwide commercial. You know the nationwide commercial, the She Shed commercial. We actually got Nicole Butler and Reggie Curley on the, the chat today. It, it, am I saying your last name correct? Curley? No. Corelli. Corelli. I'm sorry. Yes. Reggie Corelli. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, you guys. Good. Hey. How's it going? I would have I would have waited to hear the Oprah story with no problem. <laughs> There's always time for Oprah. <laughs> always. Listen, you guys are first guests before Oprah, man. I it's weird because you know let's just paint the picture right now. We're on Skype right now doing this podcast with you guys. And I, before we start, I just said I'm looking at both your faces, and I feel like I've seen your faces more than anyone. Like you said, you're like you feel like you're seeing your neighbors. Like you guys have right. It's 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 actually like again. I just saw Oprah. In some sort of way, it's more interesting. I don't know what the word is described looking at you guys and talking to you guys in person because it's – you guys are on. I just see you guys more than my parents. I was going to say, my, so early, So my wife my wife today, she was like, oh, who you have on the podcast? And I was like, do you know the She Shed commercial? She's like, you guys, you're having them on. And then my mom walked in to pick up my son, and I told her that we are having the she shed. Everyone knows about this commercial. It, like, it's, it's funny awesome. how many people have seen this commercial, can either relate to it, giggle to it. Uh, it's really become quite the phenomenon. It, it, how has life changed for you guys? You know, like, what is it like when you guys walk around, people see you from this <laughs> iconic commercial because people you know let's be real people don't really watch commercials that much anymore tv mm -hmm. is kind of changing where you don't have to 
tune in and watch commercials and people are still watching you guys. How has it been for you guys through all of this? Nico? Okay. Well, uh, it, it has been interesting getting to the point where where people recognize me on the street um, and yell she shed at me. You know, it's, you know, I'm just walking, minding my own business and she shed, can I take a picture with you? And at first when it started happening, I was like, well, like, why? Why would you want, why are you taking a picture with me? Um, but now, now I, I understand. It's like you said, we feel like everybody's neighbors. We're in your home multiple times a day, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it's been, it's been a whirlwind because I've traveled to Atlanta um, for work. And then here, I'm in the grocery store and or Costco or something, and somebody just come up and go, hey, aren't you the shisha guy? <laughs> yeah, and then, like, some woman and her son was like, my husband and I was arguing because I said I wanted a shisha. And I, I think one of the, the best things for me, um, I was on a golf course, and one of the guys knew me, and he was like, hey, what's up, Reggie? It's a shisha. And there was, like, 25 kids over there, and they all screamed, I love that commercial. So they all ran over, and I got to take pictures with them, and they wanted me to sign their hats, and I'm like, it's a commercial, but it's it's actually changed the scope because I've gone to events and stuff um, and been the talk of the event because of the commercial, because it relates to every genre, every race. Everybody just identifies with it because it's so funny. An 85-year-old woman, I think she was Jewish, came up to me at Costco and grabbed my arm and was like, are you an actor? And I was like, yes, ma'am. She goes, are you the she said guy? And I go, yes, ma'am. I love you. She goes, I watch you every day and you make me so happy. It made my it made my day. I was like, that's it for me. So it's and, it's a fun spot. And as I say, Nicole, you've been I what I read that you've been in like forty or some commercials. So this is this yeah. is not like your first you've you've done this, but this one is the one that's really kind of skyrocketed, I would say. Yes, yes. Um some of those commercials have been been big. Um, and, and noticeable, but nothing on this scale. And I think that's why it took me, I, you know, I've been around a while and it's, that's why it took me a while to figure out, oh my goodness, like this is really big, you know, because people would say, oh, you, I saw you in this commercial or aren't you the actress from whatever, but this, she shed Cheryl, hey, she shed, hey, can I get, a, what, I, you know, what, what, what's happening? Because this isn't, this isn't normal. <laughs> Yeah. And Reggie, how many commercials you been in? Uh, about 38. 38 nationals. Yeah. And I had a big one before. It was a progressive, um, the chip, the guy juggling the chainsaws on the beach, on Venice Beach. So that was a noticeable one, but nothing like this. This is so this insurance is companies lesson. are the way to go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> State, State Farm is the way to go. Yeah. State, State Farm. Is the way exactly. To go. Look at that. All that. <laughs> It's so good, the commercial, because, like, you guys tell the story, like, in your face, you know? Like, your face, your facial expressions are just so good the entire time. Reg, your your face is so funny and just so <laughs> – it's so honest and real in some ways. And But I'm so curious how the commercial – like, when you guys got the part for that commercial, did any part of you know it was going to be that big? No. I did. No, no. no not at all. Close. Because you do a commercial and you're hoping that first it airs. You're like, please air, please. <laughs> and then you just hope that it gets enough run and you make a little bit of money. But also you 
you know, you hope that, you know, people respond to it. And we saw a little bit of the dailies, um, but you can't really tell anything. And then the first time, the first few times I saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. But people started saying, I saw your commercial. It's so funny. And it didn't hit me till probably my 15th time seeing the commercial. Like, that's actually really funny. I started <laughs> looking at her. I started looking at Nicole a lot more because I'm like, her facial expression for me is priceless. So I'm like, it's actually really funny. So I so I started to get more involved after like 15 times of watching it. I was like, it's actually a really funny spot. And so, so how long did it take to film? Because it's a 30-second commercial. So how long? I don't know anything about commercials. I've never been in one. I've never auditioned, recorded, any of that. So how long does it take to make a 30-second commercial? Well, it varies. Um, mm-hmm. I've shot commercials where it's taken two, three days to shoot it. and yeah. But this one, um, we, we pulled up at the Rose Bowl and the she shed was already on fire. Mm-hmm. On the yeah, on the lawn, on fire. Wasn't on the it was on the grass, wasn't it? In the in the parking lot. Oh, in the yeah, parking, parking lot. Okay. Parking I lot. I saw the flames. <laughs> and uh and then and then uh we went to hair and makeup and then they took us to a, a house nearby in Pasadena and we shot in the backyard. And we were there maybe three, four hours. About three hours. I think altogether the commercial probably took about eight hours to shoot. Oh eight, I got maybe nine. It's, wait, you guys, you guys weren't actually, like, the she shed wasn't on the same spot as you guys. That's wow. Dangerous. That's so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why did they even take you to the place where it was burning? If- well, because they did, they filmed the actual she shed um, burning in, past, in the Rose Bowl parking lot behind a blue screen. And they had to have the fire trucks there, the, you know, paratactics and all that stuff. So they would actually light it up and then put it out, light it up, and put it out. And it was one of the most amazing things to watch. And then, because it's dangerous, you know, yeah. that fire. And then they didn't want, the backyard we were in have a lot of leaves and trees and everything, so you don't want to light that up. <laughs> yeah. And then, is it just one she shed that they burnt, or do they have multiple she sheds? They... Just one. Yeah, just one. That was that's, it. That's that's a lot yeah. of pressure. You got one take yeah. to make this thing look good. No, no, no. no. Well, no. they turn it on and off. Oh, oh, so it just looks like it's on fire, but it's it's yeah. not. Okay. Yes. It's great. Yeah. It's movie magic. It's God. movie magic. Yes. So fun. And then, so how many times has this thing been played nationally, do you think? Well, I looked last night, and we're almost at 36,000 uh, television airings, but it's been viewed over a million times on YouTube. That's, yeah, that's not even two. possible, because I see that commercial seven times a day so there's no and it's been going on for like months so there's no way that that's only been aired 37,000 times Not that's what I'm thinking I agree with you someone's count needs to be a little bit better <laughs> I feel like this I, did I miss two did I miss one <laughs> but people are going to YouTube just to watch it like that mm-hmm. blows me away you know, usually we're trying to avoid avoid watching commercials and people are going and, and, and watching this. Yeah, I think it's up to 1.3 or 1.2 million views on mm-hmm. YouTube. That has got to be a huge success for State Farm if you've got a commercial that goes viral like that. i got to imagine that for them, if they're getting clicks on YouTube, that means that their marketing department deserves a big round of applause. And you yeah, guys for making it come to life. 
Well, and, and casting also. Um, it start yeah. all of this starts with casting. Kathy Carlton cast us, put us together because we had mm-hmm. never met before. I I had seen you before, but I didn't I didn't know you. Um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and um, there was actually someone at the audition that I knew, and I was thinking, oh, I hope I go in with him. And then they said, you go in, uh, Reggie Corelli, and I was like, who's Reggie? And then we met. We were like, hey, okay, how you doing? And we went in and did our thing. Like well, we here's met. A, here's the thing um, that really happens. We went in first. And you and got the job. We, wow. It really happens that you go in first because they're still trying to fill things out. And one of the executives um, from the ad agency told us that she didn't see our audition in the beginning. She missed the first three auditions. So when she watched the tapes of the rest of the auditioners, she was like, no, we have to recast. And one of her assistants said, you should watch the first three, especially the first group. And that's how, when she saw us, she was like, those are the two. So wow. we actually almost didn't get the commercial. They almost recast if her assistant, whoever she is, I, I would give her a big hug right now. Again, um, if she didn't tell her to go back and watch the first few, we wouldn't have got the spot. They would have recast it. So was it just a one audition for you and you guys got the role or how was it exactly? It was just like, how, to break it down for me, the audition process. I don't okay. know. The way commercial auditions usually work is um, they call you, call in a, a bunch of people that they think might fit the bill. Um, and it's it's basically a pre-read for the, the casting directors. And the casting director will send the best tapes, the ones that they think you know are the best. They'll send those on to the, the, the client and the, the ad agency. Um, and then they'll call back who they like. Right. So then it's, it's, it's a more streamlined process. And so Reggie and I met at the callback. Yeah, we had a lot less people at the callback. Yeah. yeah. Do you even get, I mean, you guys are working actors. There's so much rejection in Hollywood. When you get the callback, does part of you get excited for it? Part of you is like, you know what? Like, what goes through your head? Because it's just, you're so close, but yet again, it's so hard to land these roles. I mean, it's. You know, what, you know, how is your mentality going into that callback? Do you do you get excited or do you even care about it? It's like, you know what, I'm just going to go fucking try my best. And if it goes great, <laughs> go great. If it doesn't, like what? It's this for, for me, at least um, I've had to find a way to not internalize the rejections. Like if I don't get a job, I don't even look at it as rejection. It's just like, oh, OK, you didn't need what I have today. You know, but I went in, I did a great job. But yes, I, I definitely care about the callback. I have to, you know, otherwise you go in and you're just doing doing whatever. So um, I care, but I have to keep it in its proper context. It's not the end of the world if I don't get it, but I'm going to go in and I'm going to give you a show. For me, I, I, I still get excited that I even get an audition. I've been doing it for 23 years. But um, I think once I get to the callback, I'm just like, I've done everything possible to get to this point. And they're going to choose who they're going to choose. And I try to keep myself busy with other things. So when I go in a callback, I'm thinking about what I have to do next after this because I got enough. Because you don't want to put too much pressure on yourself because once you get to the callback, you don't know. Somebody can could have got it because they had a red shirt on. And I've heard that or whatever. So you've got to take that pressure off yourself and just go in and have fun and, and walk out because that's what I do. I go in and I have fun again. Every time I get an audition, I, I jump up and down because I'm excited. It's like somebody's giving me another opportunity to get to where I want to get to. So 
it's it's fun for me. And the callbacks are just like, okay, I'm gonna go and do what I gotta do and, and leave. It's a good wow. mentality because Adam and I get a lot of rejection and we <laughs> take it very personally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get used to it. It's hard. I mean, you guys are actors. I mean, listen, we're all in the we're all in the game together. Rejection is part of the business, and it takes right. you know you have to develop. A thick skin is very important because, like you said, you can't take it personally. Like in like uh, your mentality is like they just didn't need my work today, and right. you have to you have to approach it because you've seen. I'm sure you've had colleagues, friends that kind of go crazy because they keep getting rejected in this business. Yeah, I've had friends stop acting because they couldn't take the rejection anymore. Yeah. So it's it's tough to see that. So I know that both of you guys have also done like TV gigs, not just com- you guys aren't just solely commercial actors. You guys also do TV shows and everything. What is what is so if what is more lucrative? Is it going into commercials because you could get a spot like this that just gets played over and over and over again, or is it doing a TV gig where they they've got you on a, a featured role? It it depends it depends on the commercial. Like this one has been great. <laughs> this has been really a really good one. Um, but sometimes you shoot a commercial and it doesn't run, or it runs for a very short period of time, or it only runs on the internet, and so you don't make a lot from that. Whereas if if you shoot a a big TV show, you can get residuals for decades. <laughs> yeah, for decades. Yeah, yeah, for decades. So it it really just depends, and so it's important for actors to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, I think. When you when you book a TV show, it puts you closer to being a regular on a TV show or in a film, um, opposed to commercials. Commercials are, you know, it's good money, it's it's quick exposure, but it doesn't last as long. Um, so if you know, like Nicole's done a lot of TV, I've done a lot of TV. That's immortalized forever, and you get, like she said, you get residuals. I got a residual for two two cents the other day, and it's for a show that I did in '98. So that continues to go. I'm like, y'all could have just took a picture and said, we don't want to send you this because it's not worth it. I literally but got I got one of those myself the other day and I laughed and it was for one cent. And I was like, uh, right? why the hell did you spend 65 cents in postage to send me a right. one cent check, which uh, it makes no check. sense. So, yeah. yeah. So getting the theatrical work, um, what they call it, it, it puts you closer to maybe a series regular or, you know, a bigger spot on a film. Um, but some people have booked commercials, booked TV spots from commercials. A friend of mine, he booked a series regular because he had a series of commercials going and they, yeah. they liked it. So sometimes that can translate into that. Do you Which feel we're like that it does. do you feel like producer TV show producers will look and go, oh, you're a commercial actor, so you might not get the gig as easy? Is there any of that? Not at this point. <laughs> not no, at this not point. And, and, no, uh, no. Maybe maybe starting out, if you you know, oh, you've done one or two commercials and you don't have any theatrical uh, background, you know, TV or film. But now at this point, you know, they look at the resume and they go, oh, you've been here. Yeah. Cool. Right. Because mm-hmm. if you look at Nicole's resume and my resume, it's we've done recurrence on shows and guest stars and co-stars, so leads in films. So we we have that pedigree of, of work and that body of work to say, okay, they're not just, you know, one-time commercial actors. They know what they're doing when they get on a set. So at least we hope. So how's it work with the payment for commercials? So every time it runs, you guys get a residual from that, correct? Is that how it works exactly? 
-hmm. Yes. And then every time it runs, does it kind of decrease a little bit because it keeps going? Or no? No, that's more theatrical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. more theatrical. Oh my Marshall's- god! Imagine that. Like every time you're just watching TV, you're like, "Cha-ching! Yes, let's go to the commercial." <laughs> yeah. Do you do you like literally high five people around you when you see the commercial and you're like, "Yeah, ching, boom, boom, boom"? Yeah. I would. My wife, my wife was in the room last night, and she's like, "All right, I'm going to bed," and she likes to keep the TV on, which irritates me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, and then she takes my phone, dings, and it's her, and I'm like, "Man, I thought she was telling me to turn the TV down." She's like. You and Nicole on TV again. Good night. She's which like, is, and I'm on hilarious. Macy's checking out jewelry. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there goes that check. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll go. Yeah. Hey, you're too much I'm going to go book a vacation. Exactly. Um, <laughs> how fun, guys. But, well, it was very interesting. But, I've never, I've never heard this commercial side. You know, we talked to a lot of either actors or reality stars or social media people that have become really famous through, you know, just odd ways. And uh, we've never talked to anyone who's become famous off of a commercial. So it's been really interesting kind of hearing your guys' stories and hearing, you know, your rise and uh, literally overnight with something. And I I think that with this commercial, I see that I'm assuming it'll really help with landing other commercial gigs and other TV show gigs because now you're a very recognizable face. <laughs> From my lips to God's ears, I see that. Did you get stuff with insurance? From your what was that? Did you get Allstate insurance? Did they hook you up with insurance at all? Did you say Allstate? I mean, when was it? State Farm? What, I mean, I know what it is. I just got, State I just Farm. Got, no, no, but we we can we can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta be honest, I've got the worst fucking health insurance. It's I got the worst insurance ever. But here's the one question: Is it have they mentioned anything about having you guys be a reoccurring character on their commercials? Kind of like Flo for Progressive, how she comes back in every single commercial. They haven't, but a lot of people are asking for that. They want to. They want to know what happens next with this couple. Want what? What does the new she shit? Uh, look like, like they really mm-hmm. want to know who burned down the first one. They really want to know that. So well, we all know who burned down the first one. We don't have to speculate. It was struck by lightning. Yeah, Victor. Yeah, lightning. Victor's over there lying <laughs> through his teeth. Do people call you? But by the way, do they do they call you Victor out on the street? Oh yeah. All the oh, time. Super Bowl commercial. Has there been any talks about a Super Bowl commercial with you guys? There yeah. has not. There has not yet. Awesome. Okay, here that's a good question though. Eyes, everything. <laughs> if they if they ran this commercial during Super Bowl, does the price go up for you guys or is it like well, we've already negotiated just a run so it's any it's a regular price? Well, the, I think it'll go up the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, well the Super Bowl is after like when you shoot a commercial there's a certain contract length. Yeah. And the Super Bowl is after our contract ends. So there would be a renegotiation anyway. Ah. Oh. Yeah. So cha-ching, cha-ching. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are going to cross our fingers. You guys get Super Bowl because that would you be pretty epic. Surf. It's That'd fun. It's cool. It's, uh, you guys are doing some really cool things. I mean, it, it's just it's just nice and it's fun and it's light. And again, I don't I can't remember the last time I even watched a commercial. I can't remember the last time I even remembered a commercial. And your guys' commercial is something that's stuck in my head. So 
You're, something was there. I, and I can't, I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was the dynamic between the two of you. I don't know if it was the facial expressions, but it's, it's just great. It's fun. It's good. Thank yeah, you. It's, it's, yeah. it's fun. I, I guess for me, working with Nicole was just so much, e so easy. Because we laughed before we even started shooting, we were already laughing and joking about like different things. So I think it just made it so much easier for us to just play off each other. And everybody's asking for a TV show also. So I started writing a treatment for it. I was going to say, I'm like, why are you not writing this and pitching it out to someone saying, hey, look, everyone wants to, to see the conclusion of the She Shed drama. So write it <laughs> up, get it out there. Someone, yeah, you yeah. never know who will pick that up. Yeah. You know? and, and I want to say the same thing about, about Reggie. Um, when you when you're working, you don't know what it looks like. Like you're inside of it, you're shooting, you know, and and you, you don't know what what the director. The director was Craig Gillespie of Itanya, oh, wow. um, the movie. Great, yeah, great. So and great. he was great. Like he he in the beginning, he gave us direction. He got what he needed for the client, and then he let us play. He would say, "Just try this. Okay, try that. Okay, do something else." And we just really played off one another. And Reggie just the deadpan expression. All of that, just the way he was holding the holes and everything, it was it was so funny that it it was easy to play off of him. Yeah, wow. Yeah, sounds like you guys yeah. have good chemistry. And God, Nicole, your light is amazing. <laughs> Look at the light on. Oh, We're like on Skype, and I'm like, this girl looks like she is. It's like perfect. Like I look like I just I'm in a dark cave over here, and you're all glowing over there. Damn. And I'm in my ABC. office, I'm like, I need to turn on my light. <laughs> ABC, you'll always be camera <laughs> Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Really fun to hear your story. Wishing you guys much success, much luck. Get that Super Bowl commercial, or at least, yeah, listen, State Farm, bring them back for another one. At least another one. How about that? State Farm. Yeah, they're good. Bring them to a few live events with them, State Farm. <laughs> they're Thanks. great. Thank, Thank you, you guys. So Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate really it. Appreciate it. Bye. Thank you. All right. Well, they were pretty fun. That was interesting, don't you think? They were interesting. They're cool. And again, I'm such like a. I'm just so curious, like how everything works. And I'm happy they explained how the audition process works. I'm happy they explained on uh, like how the payment works because I hear stories of commercials and they have potentially to, they have the potential to make. A good amount of money. I let, and, so that's the hard part. Is I just want to be like, how much have you made? I need to know if I should be getting into commercials. Like, how much money have you made off this commercial that everyone has seen? That's what I really want to know. I'm curious. Like, listen, they've been doing this for a while, and gas is expensive. Have they at least broke off even from riding <laughs> back and forth to auditions for the past, you know, 15 years of doing this? Yeah. Because there's, like we said, there's a lot of rejection. And you just, you know, it takes time out of your day. Hey, I wasted Tuesday. What did you do? I drove two hours to talk five minutes for a part that wasn't, that I'm not going to get. That's not for me. And I drove two hours home and it just makes you miserable. You know, I think I've done it. You've done you, it. I like, was going to say, you and I are the kings of working, being the hardest working non-employed people ever. <laughs> Make no money. All right. Well, that was interesting. I, I, I liked it. I'm glad that we had them on. You know, it was, uh. It's fun to hear people's up-and-coming stories, and you know, I, I one thing that I thought was really interesting, I didn't realize their their residuals stay the same. That's that's cool. That's that would make you want to do a commercial because in TV people don't know that, but in TV, the longer it goes on, the smaller your paycheck residual or your residual paycheck gets. 
Like, it starts off and you're getting hundreds of dollars, and then, like, a couple months later, you're getting pennies. It's crazy. It's, yes. And it's crazy. Like you said, you you just got a, a check for a cent. It's literally a cent. I was trying to find it because I thought I had it on my desk because... I mean, what what the hell am I going to do with it? Go to the bank and try to cash a one cent check? Yeah, do you cash those checks? And how many times do banks in LA have to cash a check for a penny or two? Yeah, I'm like, what? Some guys like, you know what? I'm going to be spiteful. I'm going to cash this check. It costs more money in the paper, you know, yeah. to do that. I'm telling you, the stamp. I, I'm just like laughing. Oh, here it is. I got my... Deposit. Uh, what was it? Why not direct deposit? <laughs> I... I think that they, I almost think they have to, like, SAG, I think, does that, like, sends out the the bills and stuff. I don't what know. What did you get the penny for? It was for, uh, I think it was for the talk, when I was on the talk. Oh, I didn't know you did the talk. I did the talk, like, a long time ago, but after I did the talk, it was, like, a, a decent paycheck, but by now I'm getting, like, one cent or two cent, but I'm also thinking, I'm surprised that it's repeating. Wait, so when you did the talk... Yeah. How much money do you, you – you just were a guest on it and just kind of spoke about stuff going on entertainment news that day, correct? Yep. Yeah, so I was there. I was their top talker, I think is what they call it, for the day. And uh-huh. so you're only on for like a segment, and it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. I told them. I was like, I'd love to come back, and they just – they haven't had <laughs> me back. I don't know. Rejection hurts, people. <laughs> <laughs> so who was that? Were you were Sharon and everyone? I was with Sharon and Sharon and Ju- uh, Julie was there at the time. Um, what is it? What's the girl from Roseanne again? What's her name? Uh, I know she was in New York this past week. Okay, uh, she was there, and then uh, what is it? Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard. Now uh, I know what you're talking about, but it's all right. I don't, I'm just not a viewer of the talk, but I forget. I'm familiar. Forget everyone's name, but I was there. Yeah, it was it was fun. Uh, no, who who is that lady's name? Is it? I can't remember. Her name. Whatever it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, just there for a segment, and it was really fun. I really liked it, and I never got an invite back. Well, I mean, how how was Sharon? To you? Was Sharon cool? Sharon was super nice. Julie was the greatest, though. She was really. Nice. I, Julie came over during the commercial break and like chatted it up and had a great time. Sharon, I felt was I don't know if she was just busy getting ready for the next segment, but I kind of had to go over and like say thank you, and she didn't pay much attention to me. And then the other two, uh, Cheryl Underwood and Cheryl Sarah... Underwood. There we go, Cheryl Underwood. Cheryl Underwood and Sarah Gilbert. I feel like Cheryl's there we an awesome. Go. And Cheryl, God, now I feel bad because I actually really like Cheryl. She was wonderful. Um, I just couldn't remember her name. There we go. Cheryl Underwood. Thank you. And she, yeah, Cheryl's a super funny comedian. They were cool. So you do the segment and they paid you for that. Yeah, dude. They, they pay because it's, that's a union show. So when you do a union show, you, you have to get paid. And the best part is I wasn't a part of SAG. Like I had done enough shows to qualify me, but, um, that one put me over the edge. So I actually had to be like, become a SAG member in order to get paid and not get them fined. It was like a whole or, ordeal. So if you weren't SAG or very close, you can't be on the show. Like you can do a certain amount of sa- union shows before having to become a member. And that show pushed me over the like the qualification hours or time or whatever it was. And so I had to become a member because of that show. And I thought – Cool, I'm becoming a SAG member. They'll have me back. And then they never had me back. So I paid this big membership fee and then was never invited back. 
you basically break even after everything because you have to pay your your SAG dues, and after yeah. everything, it's like, well, there's no money made. Yeah, and it, I mean, to become a SAG member, it's like a couple thousand bucks too. It's not cheap, uh, man. It's not cheap. It's crazy, you know. And especially for a working actor, you know, there, like we said, a lot of rejection, and you try really hard to get these parts, then finally get this one part, and all the money you made, you're like, man, I'm out of the. Uh, I could finally move for a second. Then they're like, okay, well, now you have to pay us an extra four grand for yeah. everything. It's like, what? And you lose all that money. No, and I thought that it was going to be a good investment into, like, going back and doing the show. You know, because it, w- it would pay itself off pretty quickly. But, like, nothing happened. <laughs> oh, the woes of Hollywood. Oh, guys who have no money. <laughs> I don't, we have nothing to show for it. Like, I am so busy every day, and then I'm just like, what do I, you know, I, I, I have no money. I don't know what to say. <laughs> but here's the best part. Why are we talking about this when you hung out with Oprah? What the hell are we doing talking right. about Speaking our, our here, money sadness say, when you hung out with Oprah this week? A I wouldn't say hang out. Let's be real. I didn't hang out, but I did get to catch up with her. Yeah. And you got to pose for an epic photo. By the way, did you have, like, the perfect lighting? Did you have, like, all the stars aligned for you? Like, how was that such a great photo? You know what? I, I, I tried fixing the – listen, I'm a I'm – Oh, a fucking you faced in the shit out of that I, thing? I, no, 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 no. I did. And I was like, let me just play around if I could tune this up a little bit. And honestly, the regular photo is just better. Yeah. It's, no, it's better just without doing anything. So, I mean – so let's paint the story. So Oprah's in New York. She's promoting the brand new book for book club. No, wait, wait. She, like, step back. How do you know where Oprah's going to be? Like, how did you know Oprah was coming to town to do the book thing? Like, how did you, how do you well, know this stuff? Well, I knew that stuff? she's in New York because she was doing a, an event at the Apollo Theater Monday night. Okay. Uh, and I knew she was in New York because she was also doing Gail King in the morning. So I kind of went through my network and I kind of... You know, I, I so, go through. So my you network. know people and where she's gonna. So you'll call up and say, "Is she doing this? Is she doing this? Where's she gonna exactly. be?" Exactly. My gotcha. job is. Just, I try to cross paths. That's what I do. I try to cross paths with them. You know. You want to be the want, little black cat running in front of them. Yes. If they if they come and talk to me, great. If they don't, they don't. But I, I put myself in a position to cross paths with her, and sure enough, I was able to in the uh, in the upper side and. She came out, and I, I have this thing where I get nervous, and but I'm just so used to doing it because I just say it to everyone. And Oprah's like, "There you are." I go, "Hey, what's up, babe?" I called Oprah, babe. <laughs> like, I, but I don't know if I call her babe or bae, like bae. I usually call people bae. What's up, bae? You know? And but I don't want to. I got. I got to assume that Oprah probably likes it because it's comfortable. Because you got to think about everyone else that talks to her is also just as nervous, if not more nervous. And they probably stumble over their words, don't know what to say to her. So she, it's probably like a breath of fresh air to have someone like just, what's up, girl? Like, you know? That's, that's exactly, I said, what's up, bae? And back in my head, like someone else said to me, he's like, did you call Oprah bae? And then I'm like, oh my God, is this going to be like human resources from Oprah kind of come to me? Like, excuse me, that's not acceptable. You cannot call someone bae. You must approach them by their first name, you know? Or, yeah. you know, and it's like, no, it's just me being like, hey, what's up, bae? How are you? Like, it's just... It's cool, it's light, it's fun. And obviously she's in New York because I know she's promoting uh, the new book for her book club. So, of course, you know, my question to her, which I didn't think she was going to promote the book in her book club, but I said to her, like, you know, she did, I know she has a book club, and I, I was curious for myself. If you, my, first, my first question to her was, and 
the thing about Oprah, let me just paint this picture for you. Oprah rolls around so chill, so cool, so easy. You would think Oprah has an entourage of people. I mean, I've seen some random celebrities with a team full of people. Oprah, it's usually her, uh, an assistant publicist type girl, and a security person. And, and her security person is a female. Hmm. Interesting, right? Empowering but women, I like it. But it's not a big entourage. It's very cool, very chill, very, uh, very laid back. And I said, Oprah, if you could re- recommend me one book, the Torah of books, what book do you recommend me? And she had the book on her. She told me about this book well, that she read. As much as I want to hear you say it, can we just roll the audio and we hear her say it? Because, I mean, I, I get to hear your voice all the time. But if I play it right now, then we can say Oprah was a guest on the Hollywood Pipeline podcast. Oh, my God. Yes. Let's. Yeah. That's our new pitch. Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's roll it. It's this book by Ta-Nehisi Coates, The Water Dancer. Yeah. I just have it like that. Yeah. Is that the number one book when you say, like, the one book you have to read would be? Yeah. I mean, the guy, you know, he, 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 he wrote Between the World and Me, and he's a wonderful commentator, essayist on our culture. But, y'all, this is the book. This is the book. So she talks to me about the book. Uh, and then, you know, listen, my whole thing is I know Oprah's not going to talk about Donald Trump politics, everything, you know, and that's the reason why she talks to me because I'm just trying to, you know, hey, listen, when you have the chance to talk to Oprah, you don't even, yes, yes, some news outlet's going to want to buy some trash shit about her talking about Donald Trump or something that's controversial and newsworthy. However, I don't want to go down that route. That's not me. And, you know, there's a reason why Oprah talks to me is because of that. And there's been times where Oprah doesn't talk to me. But she always, like, says, Adam, I don't want to do that. Yeah, for instance, the day that there was the uh, mass shooting in Orlando at the Pulse nightclub, yep. uh, I saw Oprah the next day. And I go, Oprah, and I wanted to talk to her. She goes, Adam. She goes, she goes, put it again. She goes, listen, I would love to talk to you, but it's not my – I don't want to be in the news talking about it. It's not – we all know it's terrible. I don't want to overshadow the situation. My, I mean, I think my feeling is just with everyone on it. And I, I said, you know what? Totally acceptable. Totally. She goes, I want the, to people to really to focus on what happened down there. And I said, okay, no problem. And I put my gun and that was it. And that's why I have the relationship with her. Um, so but going forward, my second question was, is that Oprah's actually working with Prince Harry. In the back of my head is I know Prince Harry, people love Prince Harry news stories. Mm-hmm. And Prince Harry and Oprah are working on a project together. So I said, Oprah, how's it working with Prince Harry? He has lots of opinions. Is he? So he's, he's a real producer. Yeah, he is very engaged in lots of opinions and lots of thoughts about everything that we're doing. I get lots of um, commentary before the meeting, during the meeting, after the meeting. That's amazing. Interesting. I mean, listen, it's I thought super that was interesting. A, I love it. I, I, you know, it's crazy to think that, you know, most people think, hey, his name's attached to it. It's just this bullshit. That's just what it is. But according to Oprah, he's actually working on it and he's interested in this project. And I think Oprah likes that he's interested in this project and she likes working with people of that stature. And someone, I mean, this is probably something he's never done, but it put him in a good light and showed him well. And that's why this video, I think, would do very well overseas for me as far as making some money because, again, people, the whole make love Marvel- the royals, dude. And you, you've essentially have the British royals and then America's royal. Yeah, I mean, like. Who's more popular, famous than Oprah? Well, I, I guess Donald Trump is right now. But, like, you know what I'm saying. She yeah. is American royalty. 
Yeah, and then lastly, you know, Oprah's going on a tour this summer, uh, in this coming year. She's doing this wellness tour. She's doing a few theaters, a few stadiums, arenas, and she's doing this wellness thing. I, I, I'm still, I'm not familiar with what exactly is going to go on to this stuff. However, I think it's going to be pretty cool. Oprah talking wellness at these arenas. People are going to be able to, it's, a, it's just a feel-good tour pretty much. So, I mean, but the thing is, Oprah is on tour. So I'm like, Oprah, and I try to lighten up, Oprah, what's in your rider? You know, now's your rider. <laughs> I, I, lo I love rider questions because people, you know that she's probably got a ton of stuff on that rider, right? It's Oprah. So what did, what did, what did she say now? Well, let's take a look. Right now in my rider are fresh tomatoes and avocados in the room. But I'm going to stop that. You know why? Because you can't get a decent tomato. We can't get a good avocado unless you're avocado. And so I usually carry them around. So I brought my own. I like it. I brought my own. Good to see you. Oh, come on. Just avocados. There's no way it's Avo just avocados. Dude, do you know how expensive avocados are now? That sounds like the best backstage ever. Fuck champagne. Fuck tequila. I want some avocados. Avocados are so expensive. That, I can't even... That is a damn lie. You know she's got to have avocados. I, she wants kale salad. There's got to be a ton of things on there. Books galore. There's no way it's just avocados. And she brings all around her own damn avocados. So it's not even a writer item. Listen, avocados are insanely expensive right now. In fact... I can't afford I can't afford guac at Chipotle anymore because avocados are getting that pricey. So that sounds like a very very good backstage in my opinion. Oh, dude, I love her so much. I'm so jealous. I literally every time you post a video or a photo with her, I'm just like, damn it, I I need to I need to be out there just so I can be there in that moment. And you're like, Oprah, this is Dax. Dax, this is Oprah. And then I can I can my life will be complete. It'll be great. That's, the funniest part is after I'm done, I always try to talk to them off camera, and I did. And I hugged her, and it's just the thing is, there's no, there wasn't fans on the street. There's no barricade between us. This is just me, Oprah, and her bodyguard on the street of New York City. And I hug her, and I talk to her, and I just kind of bullshitted with her for a sec. And uh, it's cool. And like she said, that was good. And she said to me, that was cool. And that was fun. And I was like, yeah, like that's what I'm. That's all I'm about is having fun. I don't want you to to feel bad when you see me. I'm here to tee you up, not to bring you down. And she's got this aura around her. Like, she makes you feel good about her. Like, just feel good about yourself. You know, she makes, she chills. You, you she know what it is? It's because she focuses on you. Like, what she, other celeb, she, I, like, takes the moment and dedicates the time to focusing on you rather than, like, oh, hey, I've got a bunch of other things. Like, she gives you, even if it's 10 seconds, she gave you the 10 seconds and not everyone else. Exactly. She gives you, she's very good at eye contact. She gives you her time. She, she's not looking around where to go next. She gives you her time. She's very present. I don't know how you do that. I don't know, why, but she's, she's great, man. She's great. And uh, it's a really, it's, it gives me goosebumps when I talk about it. It's just you know so what gives me goosebumps is now I'm going to say we've had Oprah on our podcast. You know what? And we still <laughs> probably won't be able to get Paulie <laughs> on the podcast. But. Hey, listen, Paulie Shore, we had Oprah. Can you do the podcast? Nope. nope. Okay, Paulie Shore. <laughs> uh, disclaimer, we've actually reached out to Paulie Shore numerous times, and we have gotten nothing back from Paulie Shore. Oh, God, not even a son-in-law VHS tape. But we've you know? had Oprah, motherfuckers. Yeah, so that's I a mean, good one. I mean, there is an asterisk next to it, but we've had Oprah on the podcast, and I'm going to title it like that. Yeah. Now, listen, I, how many podcasts have had Oprah on? Gales, just Gales. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just Gales.
<laughs> All right. Well, let's end it on a high note since we just had. Uh, thank you, Oprah, for joining us on the podcast. Uh, I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. You like that? I just we'll just end it like that. <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.